0: and i'm peter your other co-host
1: this week peter we're talking about red rising by pierce brown all right
0: now let's be clear we've been thinking about this book since before we decided to do this podcast like this has been a book that's been near and dear to us
1: we wanted to save it until we were a little bit better at podcasting or a little bit more (laughs) desperate for topic ideas that too for a time where we're like we just really want something comfortable that we know and love
0: and absolutely we've been doing a lot of new books lately yeah, no, we've definitely uh, reached out our comfort zone, and just like Ender's Game, you know, we're going to kind of reach back to something that we've both read several times.
1: Most recently, the last couple weeks, but a lot of times before that, right. too. Right,
0: last week was my fourth go-through of the series, possibly
1: my fifth. I feel like we're promising a lot, though, so we should probably just dive on into it. We'll see how it goes. We'll, we'll make claims about how great
0: it is at the end of it.
1: <laughs> this was really a fantastic podcast, wasn't it, kids? Yeah. <laughs> I'll take this opportunity to make one last plea. Listen there. If you haven't read it, go read it. No, we love seriously, it. Seriously,
0: it's... it's. Do yourself a favor. Definitely. It's a book that I have in digital formats, and I want to buy a physical copy just to have. Uh, cause it's like just I because that's it's that special. I should have on my shelf.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I mean, as you said last time, it is not a book without faults. But it just... It's so engrossing, and it's so interesting, and there's so much to talk about. So let's talk about it. To, I guess, give a brief overview. Um, yeah, do you want to do that? This, I mean, what? Are you doing that? I, you can do it if you want. I, can, I mean, okay. <laughs> Go for it. All right,
0: so, basically, we follow the story of Darrow, who is a, um, a, a, a very un... A red. <clears throat> He's a red, which is the lowest in this <clears throat> this class caste system. He has a tremendous loss in the beginning of the story. He loses his wife, he, who kind of gave him in her death this, uh, this mission, this is this sense for revenge, uh, quest for revenge and that had him fake ended up accidentally faking his own death, going on and <laughs> becoming a gold, which is, uh, as you might have guessed is or you might have read, is the highest level of the caste system, which required an extremely painful and extensive reworking of his body through uh, genetic <clears throat> modification. He ended up going to a school they call the Institute, where the best and brightest of gold are taught to lead. He uh, breaks the game, excels there, and rises to uh, to, to great new heights while facing a lot of challenges and uh, a lot of realizations about the golds along the way.
1: Yes, absolutely. I think we see a lot of perspective change for Darrow over the course of his time at the Institute and intermingling with golds and sort of, he has to grapple with developing friendships with the golds he meets there and telling himself at first, well, I'm just using them, and then sort of being like, I don't really want to just be using them. Like, I actually really care about them. And, like, does that make me a shitty person because the golds are the ones who always oppressed us, and, like, why should I like any of them, you know?
0: Yeah, it's when he first starts seeing, seeing that uh, that realization of that there is goodness in gold. You know, they're not all evil. Yes. One of the first golds he meets is someone <coughs> who he throughout the series, and, and especially in this book, is full of grief about and, and really regrets that he, it ended the way it did, and he had to kill him. So I'm talking about, of question about Julian.
1: Yes, Julian is a perfect example of a really good person who wasn't good in the way Gold wanted him to be good. You know, Gold is all about strength and leadership and supremacy, and Julian's greatest strength is empathy, and he's just People, Everyone loves him, but he's not, quote-unquote, strong in the conventional sense. And it kind of reminds me of, like, old-fashioned ideals of masculinity, Peter. I don't know if you also got that vibe.
0: Oh, you mean as in, like, the old-fashioned ideas of masculinity are the gold and Julian is kind of a new idea?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) just because you're gold doesn't mean you can't also be sensitive. And just because you're a man doesn't mean that you can't, like, you know, be sensitive. (laughs) I totally agree. And like he literally gets slaughtered for it, and I, I think that there are circumstances in which men are like mocked and ridiculed and I think we're getting a lot better as a society, but just historically, if you were softer quote unquote, then you would be chewed up and spat out
0: yeah definitely they did like um you're not a man if you if you express your feelings or you you're able to do that like that's a lot of the issues we have uh, with that people have with people that have that old fashioned idea because you look at that and they can't actually communicate like, you know, say their emotions and their, are issues there. And, you know, it leads to a lot of strife from relationships, especially and then you look at Julian who is great. He's, you know, he's very open about his feeling. He's very, you know, he's, he can banter, he can talk to you, someone, he can make you feel engaged and really like make you feel almost special when you're talking to him. And that was someone who, um, now it is I believe uh, Darrow had said about Julian that he was too good for his color. I know he said about Rogue, but the idea is No, stands. I think
1: he said that about Julian.
0: Mm, okay. I don't, I don't think that's right, but okay. But it, it is that idea that that, Ju- that Darrow, <laughs> We clearly know this book super Darrow, well. <laughs> it was weird because I listened to it like last week, but, um, Darrow you know, is about that. I think he might've said about both of them actually, but he, he's about that idea a lot that like, you know, he meets these people who he sees goodness in. And he realizes that they're not the monsters he thought Gold were. You know, they're, they're people.
1: It's funny that you mentioned Rook too, because I hadn't really thought about it before, but he is a good example of a Gold who has like a sensitivity to him. And like, he's always described as a poet and he's very soft and gentle, but like he can be ruthless when he needs to be. it doesn't come up a whole lot in this book, but you see it later on that like, I mean, there's a reason he survived the Institute, right? Like, he's not he's not soft in the way julian was soft he's also brilliant and more like when called upon
0: yeah the poet of but Dinos, he
1: but he Dinos. almost channels that poetry that's a part of him into romanticizing all of the brutal things that gold glorifies if that makes sense like that frames that for him as being a grand thing and not a disgusting thing which is kind of how darrow sees it even as darrow also <laughs> engages in all the same shit <laughs> so it's interesting it's a lot about perspective these books i think
0: yeah we could definitely get into that more if we do the later books in the series uh the yes. idea of uh the best you know whether that gold is really that great or if it's just the best mankind can afford that's a but that's definitely a theme in the later books but um i, I
1: don't think it's either of those things
0: well no i, I but let's we'll table that conversation for a later episode <laughs>
1: Yes. Whenever we uh move on to golden sun.
0: Yep. Anyway, so like, yeah, I definitely agree. Though. Like, there is that idea of like these people were just not the right kind of strong, and gold spat them out. You know, like Sparta killing their babies. That's like they talk about it a lot. Actually, they talk about how like Sparta was, you know, the great example of culture and civilization. You know, strong, united. They were able to make sacrifices, and Athens was the weak one. You know, the home yeah, of democracy. Is so interesting. That. Which is so backward to what we consider today,
1: like yeah. Well, it's okay. Sorry, go on. I know no, oh, no, you.
0: On. No, 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 no.
1: <laughs> Peter, I interrupted you. I insist you go on.
0: Oh, okay. Well, if you insist. So then, <laughs> no. But Sparta was obviously we respect their military strength and we respect that about them. But also, living in a republic, we acknowledge that Athens is the origin of democracy. So I think, at least personally, I regard Athens in much higher regard as regard sparta you know if i'm regarding either of them which i don't really because it's ancient greece and it's several thousand years ago
1: yeah it, you kind of basically said what i was thinking with sparta it's like there are things that we respect about it but i think we also acknowledge like their system of government wasn't really better and like their sort of strength above all else wasn't really better um but i think it's this book does a really good job of framing gold philosophy and ideals in reference to things that, like, we know about today. Like, because it takes place, I think, fairly far in the future. I don't think they ever say a year, and if they do, it's not on our calendar. So but, it's, it's
0: um, nearly a millennium uh, of gold rule. Is that what rule. they say? No, so gold rule lasted for Oh, years, gold has ruled like, for all. I think it was, like, 800 or 900 years.
2: Yes, and I think
0: right. And um, then it was a couple hundred years for Luna to become powerful enough to... So I would say, it's probably safe it to say 1,300 to 1,600 years in the future.
1: Yes. So it's, like, not near future, but it's not far distant future like Children of Time is or anything like that.
0: You no, know, it's not like, you know, tw- you know, like, uh, 3000 AD or something. Right. That's not that far.
1: So it's actually one of the... <laughs> one of my favorite little things about this book is, um... It only happens once or twice, but they, like, casually reference sort of relatively modern pop culture, like, um... They're talking about great generals, and they're like, "Oh, is it a, uh, is it a Wigan?" <laughs> you know? I love that. It's like, "Oh, hey, yeah, I guess." I mean, there are people who really uh, frame Ender's Game like that, like this idea of a great general. <laughs> and it's interesting to see thousands of years in the future. I wonder if that will be how we look at it still. Well, isn't it like not... a Sunzu?
0: It's on a recommend. It's on like the recommended reading list for I. Th- Thing, I don't remember which branch it is, but like there's a branch that's like it recommends its officers read the Ender game. You, I think Ender more than, than one
1: Ender. branch. I mean we talked about that when we did Ender's game too. This isn't news to our listeners. No, but no, no. um
0: It's just like it's, yeah, I, just,
1: I just think it's fun to think about.
0: I agree. I also had a moment where I was like, same universe? Nah
1: <laughs> Oh, really? I didn't even thought about that.
0: It, I there was a moment where I
1: was like <laughs> Except so that we we know what happens a thousand years in the future from you know, Ender's I, I game. I knew
0: it was ridiculous, but for a second I thought it, I tried to reconcile it. I was like, maybe, <laughs> maybe though. Can it work? Like, what if? No, it like, cannot. What, what if the golds actually just like cut them off cut themselves off from the rest of the universe and then purged they, all history of it?
1: They are Starways Congress.
0: Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> they never say they weren't. But, <laughs> they,
1: so we really can't rule it out since exactly. they never specifically said we're not Starways Congress. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um. All right. So, actually, I think the problem, the next uh, good thing to talk about is we were talking a little bit about like the gold structure, and kind of their society structure.
1: Yes. <laughs> you want to go on?
0: No, this was your idea. But okay. So, um, the gold's oh wait, really... do you mean
1: the way they structure the societies? No,
0: no, no, no Okay, they I'll, I'll go. Them? Alright. Okay. So they the golds really fashion themselves as a meritocracy. They always talk about how the strongest will rule and the strongest will always rise. But that's kind of bullshit.
1: It's super bullshit.
0: Like you can see it when Fitchener is talking to Darrow, and Darrow's, you know, basically defying all odds. He comes from this no one family, and no one really expected it. All that. Dec- like like alright, he had great slang smart scores, but like no one expected great, great, great things from him, and now he's breaking shit up.
1: But like even that's not good enough because the game is rigged.
0: Right, so Fisher comes down and tells him, "Hey, listen, like, I am an extraordinary gold, but I will never rise high." Right, and like Fisher, because I like, don't
1: have the right connections. I'm not, you know, good looking. I'm too bronze.
0: Exactly, he's a bronzy. He's a bronzy that was. You know, he's great with a, uh, great with his um, razor. Razor, thank you. And you know, great with his razor, very strong, all that. But he's not beautiful, and he's not connected.
1: He's not wealthy. He doesn't come from a known family. He's not, you know, a uh, Bologna or Augustus. Exactly. So I think
0: that's um that's kind of a it really shows that it's complete bullshit. And they go from the start.
1: Yeah, they're totally full of shit. And it's funny because even the people. Well, actually, it's exactly like today, because the people at the top of the society are like, oh, yes, I don't really care about connections. All I care about is merit. That's what Augustus is saying to Darrow at the end where he's like, I don't care that you come from nowhere. Like, I'll totally give you a shot. So it's always the people at the top who are like, no, the system works. Totally, totally, totally. <laughs> I'm at the top because I deserve to be there, not because I am descended from wealthy, powerful families. It's because I'm amazing on my own. Without well, in fault.
0: fairness, in the case of Nero Augustus, he did do it though. We'll talk about it later. But like, he is. Oh responsible yeah, you're for right. I forgot rights.
1: about that. Well, that's not in this book, Peter.
0: I know, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, don't go and get be like, you know, set this standard. Then <laughs> I guess vote.
1: that's fine. Fine. The Bolognas, then. Oh right,
0: yeah. Fuck the Bolognas.
1: <laughs> the, I always relate to the Bolognas, though because they're just they love their family and man. fuck the aloons.
0: All right, fine. How about fuck the aloons?
1: Fuck the loons. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure.
0: Yeah. All right. Wait. I just want to throw it in here because I really, really, really love it. <laughs> but like. Go the, for it. The fact that, like, the, the, I don't know what to call it, but the middle, like, the address, I guess, when people are saying their family name, like, their full name, <clears> is, yes. like, the elemental the symbols.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I David literally
1: Allen. didn't realize that until I read the sequel or the prequel, um, uh, what's it called? Graphic novel, Sons of Ares.
0: I love it so much
1: because it's being honest to god because i i listen to all of this on audiobook and i've never read it in text and so i was never sure if they were saying al like a l it's kind of what i always assumed
0: yeah no i get that
1: well so i realized it but i always thought it was just like a form of
0: because i was like oh oh you know something so like that sounded like something that, like the greek it's
1: it's of in french right oh
0: two what two it's two. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure. No. Oh, wait. At. Anyway, we're not here This isn't a language
1: podcast. <laughs> what? Are you thinking at? of a, a Are you thinking of a or do? Hang on.
0: No, do is. Oh, see.
1: You think of oh, see.
0: No, I don't mean to. I mean T O, not T O O. Never mind. All right, moving on. Anyway, so I really like people like so I was reading a book one time and I was like I just assumed that was like the address. Yes. And like, the one or two, like, it comes up, like, twice otherwise, because no one else uses their full names. It doesn't, yeah. And it's, it's literally when a character that um, is met way later comes up, and then when Quicksilver's full name is set. And those are, like, the only two other times, but I didn't, like, pick it up, because it's only, like, four occasions in the rest of the series.
1: Yeah, there's not enough of it. I think it's because there was a copper in the prequel. That's why I realized that.
0: Oh, that's right. S- no, coppers do come up, because it's, like, Sue or something. Or no. Queen. Well, I, Coo, mean, it's, yeah, I know it's CU, Coo. but I'm not sure how they said it.
1: Yeah. Uh, it wasn't an audiobook, so who knows? We'll never but know. yeah, so so it's just the top three, though. It's just the top three colors that actually have, I think, family names. Because Darrow, Darrow doesn't have a family name. He's Darrow of Lycos. Well, no, he's not even that.
0: that. He is, you know, L735 or something.
1: Well, that's true. He doesn't have a real name. He just has a designation. I mean, he has a name that, like, the ones who love him call him. But...
0: But to the society, he has no To name. the
1: society, he has a designation, like a prisoner or, I don't know, lab rat.
0: <laughs> yeah, his, I forget what his designation was. There was something like 24601 or something. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> Darrow, 24601. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway. Let that's... us know if you are part of the cross-section who gets that joke. I want to know. <laughs> it's probably
0: a pretty significant cross-section. Let's now it cool.
1: is. I think it is. All right. I don't think it's exactly a rare thing to know about, but I'm curious. All right. anyway, Have we exhausted
0: this topic? This, this topic, We can move on.
1: Well, let's talk about the Board of Quality Control.
0: Alright, I like that. There's
1: a lot of things to talk about with the Board of Quality Control. First of all,
0: fuck the Board of Quality Control.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're dicks. <laughs> they're they're dicks. kind of responsible for this whole thing. They're the ones who are in charge of like the crafting of the different colors and the manipulations, including... And but not limited to the systematic culling of golds who they don't think are worthy.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest role that they play in the first book.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, in the first book, that's really the main way you see them come up, although you do hear a little bit about how reds are manipulated and so on.
0: Yeah, and you see it. So Ro- it comes in the biggest, when Roke's talking to Darrow about this, and he's saying, oh, yeah, what, what is it, his mother's on the board of quality control? Yes. Yeah, so his mother said that... Um, basically there's not enough people die these days because you know it's modern se- modern medicine
1: we have stupid medicine yeah this damn saving medicine people's lives
0: <laughs> saving lives easier and so the border quality control decide that to keep you know progression going they have to artificially induce survival of the fittest right and it's something ridiculous like like i think like six percent of all gold children have to die or something
1: Yeah, I don't remember what the exact number is. It might even be higher. It might even
0: be 13. Um, But basically, what they do is the first 100 100 students in each house that get accepted, the last 50 basically get cold.
1: Yeah. They they have the top 50 kill the bottom 50, essentially. Although it doesn't always work out that way. Right. Because. For example, Severo. Severo's a badass. (laughs) Severo's amazing. (laughs) The last draft killed one of the. Not the first draft, but. Priam was like pre-first draft cuz he was like a legacy or something.
0: No, yeah, he, he didn't was. didn't even um,
1: get drafted.
0: Yeah, he did, he wasn't part of the draft. He was just in House Mars. Which I He was seems above weird. the
1: draft and Severo fucking killed him.
0: Wait, no. Okay, so I find it so weird that he lives in like that he like was put in House Mars.
1: I know. Priam seemed so restrained. He
0: seemed very restrained. He seemed very cl- connected and like very House Mars was definitely like it it was almost a drag house.
1: I don't think that's true. I mean, Cassius was in House Mars. Fucking um, Lorna Arcos is in House Mars. So I mean, you guys—if you've only read the first book—you don't know how awesome Arcos is, but he plays a bigger role later. I think there's some he's quotes just, from like, him in the first one. But that's about it. Of legend. What do you say?
0: I think there's some quotes from him in the first one, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, he's he's really a living legend later on, and like one of the good ones. I I would say one of the good golds. He, I don't think he was a
0: good gold. I think he was a disenfranchised gold. I think he saw gold society for what it was, but decided that that was it. But anyway, um, not to talk about that too early.
1: Later, next book. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Point is, I'm I with him.
0: Yeah, I like Lauren. Um, But anyway, so yeah, the border quality control. So not only did they do that, though. Back to that. (laughs) Not only do they kill their own people, but they like are responsible for. The, societal, the societies of all the other colors. Like,
1: well, before we go away from the gold, too, um, the other thing that they do is they... Gold mothers, when they're pregnant, they are, like, really restricted. Like, they don't consume any drugs or anything like that. And apparently a lot of the pregnancy terms are sped up in some of the other colors, but golds have to have full-term pregnancies, births with no drugs, so on and so forth, because the idea is to keep them totally pure, but also to give weak babies a chance to die. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And, the, and like, weak mothers, I guess, too.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, as we saw. um, They even talk about how the they'll even, like, say, like, oh, that child should be, you know, exposed. Like, just like Sparta. Yeah. Um. So it really is kind of barbaric, even to their own people. But, like, that's when I find hardest to believe. Because I can understand the other colors because they don't see them other colors as human beings.
1: Yeah, but it's like they consider gold... I don't know like an asset they have to protect it's like a stock they have to protect you yeah, know i agree with they, that they're like cutting off the rotten limbs that's how they see it
0: yeah which is you know interesting I think the border quality control probably did more to oppress the other colors and, and ensure the continuity of gold than anything, anyone else oh certainly uh, so it's you know it's just terrible but as far as the other colors are concerned uh, we, we're going to talk I guess most about red society because that's really all we see in this one
1: yeah, I think it mentions other colors a little bit, but...
0: Well, purple also, I think, is important, um, because we do hear a lot about... Yeah, purple's the other
1: one they really talk about. is like, the only time you deal with the purple in the entire series, and I'm a little sad about it.
0: I am, too, because, honestly, like, it's very interesting. Like, making talks about how, What's going on like, their purples? Because the culture of every color is basically completely defined by the Board of Quality Control.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is completely artificially imposed on them. They think it's them. It's not.
0: Right, right. So, like... The border quality control is probably is, is pretty much directly responsible for Mickey like spending a childhood high. And
1: like, yeah, it. drugged up on a, one long bad trip.
0: Yeah, and that's like that's horrific, and it's the first time you really see the darkness in the society other than in red, because everyone else is like, oh, the grays get their you know get their benefits, and everyone else has their their perks.
1: Even the high reds have it better than low reds, because at least the high reds get paid and like. Aren't literal slaves? The do they have? are Literal slaves. Yeah, they specifically say they get paid.
0: No, no, no. I don't. I don't know they get paid. but I'm saying, are do they have? The is best? it actually any better? Yeah, unclear. Would do you we rather need a high red? Would you rather live a life at the bottom of the barrel, knowing that you're being stepped on, and making just enough money to survive, or would you rather live a life thinking you're a pioneer, like like subjectively, if you were living there? It is really you're a pioneer. There's an
1: argument to be made, and I'm not going to say that I agree with it, but there's an argument to be made that if you're going to enslave people, you might as well make it seem like they're not enslaved. You might as well also lie to
0: them if you're already enslaving (laughs) them.
1: Enslaving people is much worse than lying to people. So really, does it even show up on the radar, the moral radar?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like... Honestly, Maybe I will make this argument. I, think You know, I know I'm
1: <laughs> going to make this argument. I'll, t- I'll do it. I'll take the bullet. Because it's... Well, but it's it, it doesn't work that well, right? Because, like, Eo doesn't know the fucking truth, and she still martyrs herself. So, clearly, t- thinking that they're pioneers does not stop them from also thinking they're slaves. At least some of them. The ones who are, like, willing to look beyond. Right, some
0: of them. But the vast majority are just you know, happy to live their lives with their family, die before they're 40 sing dance and live their life and drink the vast majority drink my moonshine (laughs) the vast majority of them are perfectly happy with that also like especially darrow they are irish so like
1: they're definitely irish well
0: no they are like they talk about that later um yes but like there's a huge drinking problem (laughs) and i take offense to that
1: (laughs) that's racist against the irish
0: (laughs) Uh, no, I'm saying, it's like, there's definitely, like, you know, the color system is definitely, um, shout-out to racism. Like, it's, like, definitely, like, a... I mean, it's literally their hair and, like, their eyes, or that color. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, sure, yeah.
0: So, like, it's definitely meant to be, like, oh, like, look at this, you know, definition by color, racism. Sure, yeah, cool, that's a cool message and all. But how about that racist slur against the Irish, huh? <laughs> uncool.
1: Not great. Of course, they're drinkers. But, no, I mean, for serious, it's, like... It's a it's a tool to placate them, right? Like, they can drink their problems away, then they won't, like, have to stew in them and rebel.
0: They won't think about how they can't eat. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> if you can drink, you won't have to think about how you can eat, because you will be super drunk because of how there's nothing in your stomach. <laughs> Basically.
0: Anyway, so yeah. So I I definitely... I honestly, I think I'd rather be a low-red.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I guess probably. I mean, a low-red's... I mean, I just think it's so interesting... Darrow is such a fascinating character because he has obviously a lot of strengths and a lot of weaknesses. And he's clearly a person with like a lot of rage issues as we see later on and tons of confidence, right? Like you see that when he's a gold and when he's a red, but even so he is a person very dedicated to his role. And like in the beginning, I mean, the first thing he says, like, literally how he introduces the book is saying, I would have lived in peace. I, like, I just wanted to be a father and a brother and an uncle and a husband and a son. And that's it. Like, I never really wanted any of this. I never wanted to lead a rebellion. If you were just, like, fucking let me be and let my wife live, we would have been cool. But instead, you didn't. Um, right. What's
0: the quote? It's like, I, I would have been, I would have lived in peace, but my enemies brought me war.
1: Yes, I think that is it. Or something very similar. Um,
0: which is, by the way, a powerful-ass quote.
1: Yeah, and it's very, very true. I mean, but also, Eo kind of brought him more, which we should talk about. But I want to first make the point that um, one of Darrow's strengths, in the beginning especially, is humility. Well, not even no. humility. Sort of the courage to know when he can't win a fight, I guess would be better. Because, like, obviously he has no inherent lesser worth than the Greys who, you know, patrol his mind. Mm -hmm. But, like, he was willing to fucking debase himself just so that his family would be safe and, like, he could go home and live his life. Like, he was always willing to do that. So (laughs) I think that's, like, an interesting trait. And do you think we see that in him later? It's hard to say. In a weird way, I guess it's kind of his do-what-you-must thing, which he definitely has a lot of. Um,
0: yeah, no, it's definitely like a... He is willing to do whatever he has to. Um,
1: and while later that's committing atrocities, in the beginning it's just bowing to a gray.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. No, actually, I think what's this will segue really well into... Um, you want to talk about Titus next?
1: Oh, yeah, sure, we can talk about Titus.
0: Okay, uh, so... Titus is a red as Darrow doesn't know he like, he's pretty much sure when he has him executed.
1: Yeah. I mean the whole period of time that they're at odds, he doesn't know, but right by the end he knows.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, so tight. So I guess the, the major part of the major question here is, is was, I mean, I guess we can talk about it real quick. Like, so basically he, Titus had done uh absolutely horrible things major atrocities and
1: his house i mean mutilations torture
0: rapes physical mutilations awful cruelty the works um (laughs) after the house basically rebels against him and and darrow takes control he uh has him executed and you know obviously there's a chance for justice but uh, as we see in the book it doesn't really go out that way
1: well, it's also important to know Dara wasn't necessarily going to have him executed. He decided to have him executed because he was going to blow the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Basically, he you didn't mean, have enough control to pass as a gold. Do you mean before he, was, before he knew he was a red, you weren't sure he was going to execute him? Yeah, no, he did not have his mind made up, I thought. Interesting. I kind of had thought that, like... I
0: that
1: think he was wasn't sure what he was going to do. And then he he talked to him, realized he was a red, and was like, well, I only have one choice now. Okay, interesting. And he's sick with the choice, you know, but...
0: I mean, obviously, and Darrow is not someone who relishes the killing. That's kind of like a a really regular thing. Like, Darrow doesn't, Darrow is damn good at it, but he doesn't love
1: it. Yeah, he's kind of the ultimate reluctant hero. Uh, Yeah, honestly, like, and, and you
0: know what I love about this book is that that's, like, a very overdone trope, but they do it well in this.
1: It feels refreshing. It is. It does. Because I guess even though he's reluctant, like, he would have... (laughs) He would have rather his life gone basically any other way but this. But, like, Mm -hmm. he is driven by his love for EO and his almost worship of her memory. So I guess he has a motivation to keep going that's just as strong as his, like... (laughs) if his as his fuck it desire you know what i mean absolutely like and we can definitely get that to, to that in a second i like. and to he me. also doesn't have anything to go home to he can't just resume his life anyway so there's only one way and that's forward
0: that's a great point i think that's kind of a realization he has when he's talking to um harmony about it out during his recovery yeah when she points out to him that there's nowhere else like this is it
1: so yeah, what are you gonna do now fam
0: yeah exactly exactly so I think the um I don't know, I, start, I think like the the, the big part about Titus' execution though is that uh, Darrow had a choice, right? Like, right. I, even after he was like, I'm gonna execute Titus, um, Darrow was the kind of the undisputed leader of the house, and he could choose. Yes. And um, did did he choose wrong?
1: He chose gold over red. Wait. Like he he could have. He could have given titus sort of like a quick a quick end
2: oh okay you know
1: a quick and clean end but he decided to give cassius his dignity instead and basically he could have given either titus or cassius dignity and he chose cassius
0: now do you think it's because he chose gold over red or do you think it's because he chose someone who generally speaking had been very you know honorable and and a very good friend and someone who had raped other houses and, and raped other students
1: like, I you, mean, what do you think the decision I think it's was? Both. Well, cuz I don't I no, I don't think he was saying I I don't think he did it as a maneuver, you know? I think he legitimately did it because he felt like he owed it to Cassius. But I'm saying like the the true fact of it is when it came down to it, he chose gold over red, and there were a lot of mitigating factors and you know, obviously from Dara's experience at that point, Cassius was a much better person than Titus, but he knew that Titus was a victim of his circumstances as much as Dara was. He just handled it in an absolutely terrible way. And maybe Dara would have been just as off the rails as Titus if he had like actually seen Eo get raped in front of him, which seems to have been something like what happened to Titus.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I mean, seeing your <laughs> seeing wife get hanged, actually being the one to snap her neck, Obviously, I'm not downplaying that trauma. However, I don't know. Would it be worse to watch her get raped before she was killed? Unclear. I think definitely.
0: But yeah, that's just me.
1: <laughs> probably. So do it wanna... would be at least as bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't make it better. Alright. Um, do you want to move on to Io, then?
1: Yeah. I don't... Mm. I have mixed feelings about Io, and they get worse. As time goes on throughout the series. So I'm trying to isolate my feelings from book one. I think by the end of book one, I was just starting to feel annoyed with her. Okay. Because it was pretty selfish and manipulative what she did.
0: I disliked her pretty much from the start. I'm really? Gonna be yeah.
1: Like before she killed herself or from when she killed herself onward. And you were like, that's kind of fucked.
0: No, like probably about halfway through the, the intro, like the first chapter
1: really interesting yeah. i mean i was cool with her i was kind of like oh you know darrow loves her so i like her
0: because <laughs> i'm already i, <laughs> I hadn't formed much of an opinion
1: Darryl. about anyone to be honest
0: i was pretty fast on the draw with her because like honestly it seemed like i don't like the idea of someone like just like puppy dogging over someone else and that was one 100... you mean
1: the way darrow does over her yeah, exactly it's like the sort of fundamental iniquity of their marriage
0: yeah exactly so darrow like
1: darrow's I mean, aware of and that's like the saddest part <laughs>
0: Yeah, he always knew he was never going to be enough. Like, his love was never enough for her, but her love was enough for him.
1: Yeah, he's like, all I want is, like, your love. Like, literally out of this life. Like, that's all I want is just to, like, have a family with you. And she wanted to, like, she wanted him to be sort of her pawn, like, her plaything. And I'm not saying that she didn't care for him also. I'm not to just say love, because that's a lot of fucking manipulation for somebody you love. That's, that's use, you know? And, like... Mm-hmm, absolutely. But I mean, I'm arguing against myself now because you could also, obviously, she loves herself. We all love ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And she (laughs) killed herself for this. So clearly, her devotion to this cause goes higher than her love for anyone. I'm gonna disagree
0: with you. We don't all love ourselves. Um, That's just fundamentally (laughs) incorrect.
1: (laughs) Okay, I meant love in the sense of we have a desire to preserve ourselves.
0: Also incorrect, but okay.
1: Except for very certain people who who do it and seek out
0: help. So EO clearly didn't love herself.
1: Oh, do you think she was depressed? I you think th- this was, like, a mental health issue?
0: I don't think it's impossible.
1: I don't think so. You, have to, didn't seem you like that. have
0: to be mentally ill to... Oh, you know what? Never mind. I can't say that. Uh, it doesn't come up in the first book. Never mind. Well, yeah. But you know what I'm yeah, talking spo- about. Yeah, no, Spoilers. All right. Sorry, listeners. No, no, no,
1: no. We, I know. I have so much to say about that. We have to hold on to it. Yeah. Until later.
0: Anyway.
1: Keep reading, You have guys. to hate
0: yourself, <laughs> and 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 to and be mentally ill to leave a husband behind and kill yourself how's that okay cool
1: with the specific goal in mind of manipulating him it's crazy how oh, I'm, how could you say you love someone and be like and he's so specifically like this is what makes me happy and she's like well you don't get to have that you have to do what makes me happy and i'm gonna fucking you for the rest of your life to make sure you do
0: i i yeah i know it is awful and um Honestly, that's why I immediately loved Mustang so much.
1: Yeah. Mustang's Cause, amazing.
0: Because it was, like, pretty obvious from the get that, like, this is, you know, the 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 new... I mean, he, the first, like, real memory he has of her after he's, he's stabbed by Cassius is her singing Persephone's song.
1: Yeah. And, like, he literally, like, conflated her with EO in his mind. Like, he had... Like, he was, like, coming out of a dream, and her face, like, melded with Eos, and he's like, why is Eo blonde?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Forgot about that. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it really is, like, a serious torch passing of, like, okay, so it's not Eo. What well, I mean, it is still. Hi this there, Mustang. Uh, it's Mustang now, also. It's both. No,
0: I, I think it's very interesting, because it's, like, he kind of struggles with the question of, like, is it possible to love two people?
1: And I mean, he realizes by the end, he's not ready yet, but that doesn't mean that he'll never be ready is sort of the implication. He's kind of like, it's so interesting because it's all within like a year of him losing EO. Like mm. I would say it maybe it took him six months from EO's death to like start at the Institute. That might be a little short. I, but, it's, like... I think
0: it's rather short. I think it was six months for him to not be attached to a table. Um, <laughs> yeah. Those, like, those and then super... like maybe
1: another two or three months for him to like do the entrance exam. Anyway. and then still some time after um, so probably, it's
0: probably about a year since the start of the Inst- until the start of the institute outside.
1: that's not that long no of it's a definitely period not. time for you to get over your wife no exactly killing herself because you didn't listen to her <laughs> it's just really what she did
0: <laughs> god she did i hate her
1: <laughs> i hate you so much that's called emotional abuse
0: Anyway, all right. I have so much more to say about EO, but it's gonna have to wait till the later episodes. Um, like, there's so we much. We have to stop
1: later. about her. We have to stop.
0: More about her point is, here, but anyway.
1: But, but Daryl learning to love after loss is a really beautiful, I guess, thread. And I'm glad that they didn't wait to do it. You know, absolutely. Uh, like, because it's not long enough for him to be over at EO. And I mean, obviously, you never really get over that all the way. Like, he's still very much like. He has a very worshipful attitude about Eo. Definitely. He did he when she was alive and even more so when he, after she died. He definitely doesn't get over her in this book.
0: Certainly not. I think there's some there's some growth in the future, but not in um, But
1: not I mean not to the extent that he hates her, like forswears no, 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 no. her at like all. Like
0: us. Uh,
1: <laughs> he doesn't get to where we are with Eo.
0: <laughs> maybe maybe in the uh the, the six, by the sixth book they'll get there.
1: Ugh oh, poor Darrow.
0: Um I think that what I really love about that, that, that burgeoning relationship with, uh, with Mustang is the idea of him, like, that whole idea of live for more.
1: I love it. Do you mean, like, when they're just chilling and sick before they start making their moves, where they, like, talk about, I guess, all these ideas about leadership and society structure and so on and so forth no yeah absolutely but the that's idea such a yeah it's that, a wonderful sequence that like
0: that their relationship is based on the idea that they both they together they realized there was something more to live for than just power and struggle and gaining as much dominance over other people as you can
1: and playing by the rules of former generations i mean that's really what's so great about those two is that they're they're trailblazers for I'm, lack of a less cliched term. I mean, yeah, no, they—they they are definitely
0: pioneers. This is Dara's first time being a real pioneer.
1: <laughs> You're uh, right. Oof, that's beautiful and sad.
0: Thanks. Um, <laughs> no, but it's like, but like, it's also not only do I like it like, from a literary perspective, uh, perspective, but I love that idea of like, there's like, you know, so don't let society tell you what you should be living for. Which I think is a lot yes. of what their idea is. Their, their thing is, like, well, so, the society will tell us, you know, you have to make slaves. And the whole institute's based on the idea of making slaves and gathering power. And together they realize that, like... Right.
1: And winning within your house.
0: Society's not always right. Yeah. You know. And I, I but there, there
1: can be a better way to do it than the way it's been done for the last couple hundred generations, you know.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that's, like, a great... One, that's a great message, but also, like, I think that's such yeah. an important thing for Darrow. Because he was... Trying to run that house like with his rage, with his anger, you know. he, he... Yeah,
1: he was leading into those Mars Straits.
0: Yeah, exactly. He he. And was Mustang that.
1: from the get was like, "Please,
0: <laughs> can you not? Uh, can
1: you be a human and not an animal, please? Thank you."
0: <laughs> and, then
1: he um, and then he howls. And then he howls, and she's like, "Never mind, I like it."
2: <laughs> I'm into it.
1: <laughs> take it all back. <laughs> no, I'm fully so like that that you
0: know the whole you know stabbing the gut. It's a wake-up call.
1: Yeah. And no, I mean, it is.
0: I think, he didn't uh, really know what
1: he was doing until then. I mean, <laughs> that's when he fucked up the most. was before Cassius tried to kill him. I mean, he didn't really make a misstep
0: in the first book until after that. Until Well, except for the whole Mustang and the Jackal thing. Um,
1: no, but- I'm saying the, like, he... Oh, you're saying after after that point, he doesn't really. want he up like he,
0: I think he found like yes. he became the leader he always wanted to be, but he felt he couldn't be.
1: It's ah, uh, it's so beautifully symbolic of what he basically has to be able to do with the whole society, and like, <laughs> it's great because the institute is is both in fiction and out of fiction, a perfect analogy for the society. Because, like, even within fiction, they're like, oh, yeah, this is what our ancestors had to do in order to, like, bring us the world we know. Um, the sort of conquest and consolidation of power thing mm-hmm. that the golds had to do. Yeah. The original, quote-unquote, iron gold. And then, <laughs> basically, what Darrow and Mustang do is they, they take people from all sorts of houses, which you could think of as being, like, the different colors, and they all have different strengths, and they all contribute n- anew Based on their merit to this new thing that they're building. And that's, like, basically what Darrow will have to do in order to succeed.
0: Yeah, and I in love... In his
1: that. overall mission. And
0: it's cool because that's kind of where they end up. Like, that's that's the end game. And I yeah. think that shows a lot of uh, foresight on Pierce Brown's part. But, like, he was planning, you know, the, he, the way Darrow... And they even talk about it, they He broke the game. Him and Mustang broke the game with their army.
1: Just as they must break the society. Yeah. Well, Daryl must. Break the
0: chains. There's
1: no imperative on Mustang to do anything.
0: Right. Well, I mean, you know, she's already pretty much in love with him at the end of this book. Uh,
1: Peter! At the end of this that's book. That's true. At the end of this book. Lots of characters really like Darrow at the end of this book, Peter. That does not mean they will continue to like him.
0: Hey, Cece. now you're giving me spoilers. Uh,
1: uh, how am I giving spoilers? I'm just keeping it open. Anyway, so... We need to try to edit out the spoilers.
0: We won't. I won't. That's a lot of editing. I don't want to do it.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, no.
0: So, anyway... Um, you're right there's no imperative on her to do it but like it, it's very clear I think from the way Pierce Brown writes that she's going to be a significant player in Darrow's life in the future
1: it does seem implied
0: if for no other reason then it was her that like kind of gave him the ideas like it, w- it wasn't really all giving him the ideas but she kind of gave him a foundation to build on
1: <laughs> yeah Eo said do it Mustang said this is how oh that's a great point no yeah
0: Mustang was the one that, like, had the, f- the foresight and, like, the grand plan to be able to say, all right, no, there's a way to do this. Uh, maybe she wasn't intentionally, you know, she wasn't going, oh, here, Dare's a red, and he was the wife of Persephone. I'll help him out. But, like, <laughs> she saw a better
1: way. Even <laughs> this before. guy needs a break. <laughs> yeah, with no intention of doing any revolutionary action. I, I mean, mean Mustang is the person who would work within the system if she could, you know? I, th-
0: I think Mustang's definitely a reformer, and those come up a lot more later. Um, definitely.
2: But like because she, she's a genius. I mean, no, they're absolutely. all
1: geniuses, but she's like the genius. No, she was premise of House Minerva. That is the genius.
0: She is like the top tier genius, and she, you know, was able to kind of get out there and say, like, yeah, there's a better way. And it was the first time Darrow, I think, saw a lot of hope that there's a there, like that's the real. So Julian, you know, was a good kid, but like he was still, you know,
1: he would never have changed anything. He would just, he like, just kind of would have been like. A nice guy. Exactly. <laughs> a nice gold. Never beat his servants. Just kind of chilled.
0: Yeah. Whereas Mustang... Probably like,
1: would be loyal to his wife.
0: Yeah. Which is probably really weird in gold society. <laughs>
1: <laughs> probably.
0: But Mustang would have, like, made change happen. And she would have, you know, done it. Because she saw a better way. And she was a good gold. And this is, you know... I think this she's the most powerful example of that to Darrow. That there's not all bad
1: gold yeah because i mean from the beginning he's got like cassius and he's got rogue and he's like hey, you know what there's golds i really like and i feel a little bit messed about up about that and then cassius flips out at him and betrays him and he thinks rogue is dead and he's like well that was all for nothing and then he needs <laughs> mustang and he's like oh no <laughs> i mean he knew mustang but like i don't know it- it's so much above what he had with cassius i mean it's, and it's- not just because it's romantic also
0: well, I think it's definitely, it's a more intimate relationship than he has with anyone else. It's yeah. the like, idea of, like, you know, they, they, they really seem to, uh... Except Severo. Well, except Severo, because Severo is Bay
1: <laughs> Severo is Darrow's bay.
0: I love Severo, with all my heart.
1: We have even talked about Severo, not really.
0: I mean, there's not a lot to say about Severo. He's Did just you want to finish what you were saying about Mustang? I'm sorry. Oh. I'm just saying that Mustang, like, what, you know, that, like, they they managed to get on a, they basically the same mental plane, and that's very, a very rare connection you can have with someone.
1: That is true. It's, like, the ultimate, I guess, dream collaboration.
0: Yeah, it's, like, Derek can bro out with some gold, sure, but, like, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't...
1: Yeah, I mean, he made friends, he never made partners, yeah.
0: yeah. You know, he, he made friends, he made brothers, but, like, he never found someone who he would, who he can mentally connect with, like Mustang. Which, yes, I guess makes it even more insane that he was able to lie about everything.
1: And thank god he did, because he would have been discovered otherwise.
0: That's yeah, a good point.
1: Through the stupid ass rings.
0: Those are cool ass um, rings, though. Huh? Those are some cool ass
1: rings. They yeah, have some cool ass rings. Um, Severus is amazing. Although, I don't... I do have a trouble understanding why Severo is initially so loyal to Darrow. Is it just because Darrow's like, the only gold who could have been in charge of House Mars that would have, like, basically given him a seat on the council, which is kind of what Darrow did? No, I think it's because,
0: even from the start, Darrow led his people differently. You know, he... Darrow wanted to build a family. Like, he... That's what he wanted.
1: Yeah, um, he's constantly trying to build a family. It's so sad. It has <laughs> Darrow. It's so sad, because he lost, like... Family
0: is everything to the Red. Yes. And he lost that. I mean, Not even just an EO, but, like, he lost contact with his family. and he Yeah, he couldn't
1: be with his nieces and nephews and, and brother and sister and now and he's a
0: gold. And, like, at the Institute, he could never see a future where he could be with his family like an uncle again.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, there I was mean, no that's, that's gone.
0: That, that part of his life is over. And so I think that's kind of why he tried to form a family. So, you know, he, you know, he, yeah, he did teach He needs that.
2: He
1: craves that.
0: Yeah. It's part of his psychological pattern that the Board of Quality Control gave him.
1: Yeah. yeah. For serious, though. actually. (laughs) That is the emotional crutch that was given to him at birth. Yeah. And I don't want to say crutch like it's a bad thing. I mean, I, if there's one way I relate to Daru, it's that need for a family, but. Absolutely. It is very much manufactured in him.
0: But I think several had that same need. Like, think about several was like raised by his dad, who he has a very interesting relationship with. Um, he lost his mom. That's true. There's no yeah. one else. You, you know, That's I'm true. pretty sure several.
2: And I
1: mean, his, even like, people like, like Cassius. I mean, it's not like family's not important to Cassius. And Darrow kind of gets like a little judgy, like this isn't family, you know. And I, I honestly, I do think the Bolognas love each other. There's just other shit going on too. There's like also power plays and stuff. Yeah. No. I. I. I think but Severo. Several, like crazy. you said, but like, doesn't well, have that.
0: Cassius at could all. leave the institute and go back to his family. Severo, like when he Severo left the institute, he wasn't going back to anyone. Fitch Yeah. That's it.
1: <laughs> Stringing insults with the whole fucking time.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so, like, what does that? You know that that shows you a lot. I think about like why Severo had this undying loyalty to Darrow, because Darrow wanted to make that family, and Severo so desperately wanted to be a part of it
1: yeah it's just interesting that i saw that from the beginning because like n- they're like they're fine with each other i guess they're like neutral towards each other for a while basically until the point where um it is- severo several saves them from from the lake that's what it- where it starts isn't it mm-hmm. he saves them from the lake and he's like oh by the way i buried our standards so they can't get it <laughs> and they're like severo you are perfect i love you <laughs> or maybe that was and me severo- i don't know
0: you- Eugene's. Well, that, no, actually, I think they're like. I think that's when they first tell him that they thought he was waking out from the bushes. Actually.
2: Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> but he wasn't. He was being amazing. As Severo does. I mean, it's not like Severo doesn't have faults either. Like, I'm not blind to that. He definitely has a dark side, but.
0: Although I would I say the first anyway. book, it's mostly the good.
1: It's yeah. mostly good, yeah. Like really, the dark only movie. dark thing he does in the first book is try to kill the uh, the jackal. Was that dark? I mean, he was talking about murder in cold blood, even if it was murder of, like, a total loony.
0: Just a total dick. Um,
1: who? Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, we can't really blame him for the cannibalism, except we can, because he's the one who trapped everyone. Yeah, One no, must he, remember that. You can definitely I mean the jackal, the not Severo. Not Severo.
0: Anyone who's Severo's an angel. I love fucking love Severo. <laughs> an angel. I cannot stress enough how much Severo is the greatest.
1: He is. He's amazing. Anyway.
0: Um, I'll leave with for five minutes. Huh? Um, we've been gushing about Severo for five minutes.
1: It's... Yes. We did that. So, anyway. Um, that's, um... That's Severo. Or what, what else did we talk about, CZ? We didn't really... Uh... We talked about the Board of Quality Control, but I feel like... Well, we there's more there. Well, we kind of did eugenics. I, I'm, I'm not sure how much more there is. We didn't really talk about eugenics. Oh. I mean it's wrong, right? (laughs) It's not not a lot of debate to be had around it. At least the way they did it, where it's used as a tool to, like, oppress people.
0: Yeah, like, the golds are bigger and stronger than basically everyone except the obsidian, but the obsidian are enslaved
1: because they think they're gods. I just... I think it's interesting how much denial the golds live in about who they are. Like, the way they see themselves. I mean, you already said, like, they think they're this meritocracy, but really they're just... I mean, they're, <laughs> they're, like, a super extreme version of what our society is, where it's, like, completely stagnated with a small number of people at the top who think that they earned it, and, like, just masses of people at the bottom who have no chance at getting out. Like, we're not in nearly as desperate a situation, but you can see the analogy.
0: You can see the and path.
1: See, yeah, so you can see the sort of direction, right? Um,
0: no, I totally agree. And like,
1: But there's also... <laughs> They think that they're promoting evolution, but they're not. They're, like, deliberately, artificially interfering with it. They, like, it's called natural selection, Golds. Okay? You can't <laughs> artificially induce natural selection. It just happens. By making kids kill each other, which is what they did. Well, I mean,
0: no, they're ensuring the strongest of the fit. That's, like, that's, that is artificial.
1: They're stacking the deck. And Yes Like think about how inefficient evolution is a lot of the time because it's 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 survival of the fittest, but not like the strongest necessarily. It's just survival of whoever's best suited to survive in the circumstances. In that particular
0: circumstance. And Which is
1: why there there are dregs who survive, right? Which is why the Severos still win because Priam's weakness was like not thinking Severo could get him right when they're fighting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and probably trying to fight honorably.
0: Yeah, and Priam was a leader, and Priam was you know all those things. Priam was not a fist fighter. We're not, a, not, a, not a pit fighter yeah who's probably an amazing
1: razor duelist right that's what they said
0: yeah I know he was a renowned razor duelist but like, and he
1: just didn't want it as bad as Severa did
0: you gotta kill a man with your bare hands and that's gotta be a lot harder than- I I, definitely, I guarantee while it would be hard to the case it would be harder for me to kill a person with my bare hands than with a sword oh or something god yeah was like, just lucky question. he
1: killed Edo first <laughs> it might have been a little bit harder to break some necks
0: no, yeah, definitely.
1: And what did he do? He's like stomped Julian's head in, or I forget. Oh no, he collapses, chest. I think I forget.
0: Do you call him ma him?
1: I don't know what that means.
0: Never mind. Don't worry about it. It's a reference. Never mind. It's fine.
1: <laughs> okay. It's
0: about the guy. Um, in of funny though. Probably maybe.
1: Anyway, it's funny just because they're trying to they're trying to break the system, but then there's still the dregs who are like no. We can do this. Well, fuck you. You don't think we're suited to this, but we actually are. And then, like, they're the people who become the Howlers and propel Darrow to greatness. Yeah. And, like, find worth through propelling him to greatness, because he's the only one who would recognize their worth.
0: Damn, I love the Howlers.
1: Ugh, the Howlers are very important to me, spiritually.
0: Spiritually speaking, emotionally speaking. Just
1: like the Greatest. <laughs> exactly.
0: The Wolfpack. All right. Um... So Eugenics is wrong. Check. Checkity check. Oh, I think the last thing I want to talk about was um, just kind of like a brief comment. I think it's very cool how like, so obviously when you're in space, right, and you're living in space, you know, every resource has to be counted twice. Like you have to always be paying right. attention about like, you know, who's consuming more air, all that, uh, because you know, you're in space. It's very, 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 very inhospitable to life. Right. Right. And I think Good one of the, Resource restricted. Exactly. I think the cool thing about the society is that, like, it's basically based off that idea. Because yeah. it was created by uh, the loon, the lunar people, um, you know, by, by rebelling against Earth and throwing off the shackles of Mother Earth and all that shit, right? <laughs> and they created the society from the start. That's cool. Right. Because you see that as the society. The society is built on, people have their part, everyone has a place, everyone works hard in their specific area, and, you know, everyone gets their allotment. Um, it's not quite like that, because the gold get a huge allotment, obviously. It's like, um. Yes. Actually, you know what it reminds and they me I think they deserve it. It reminds what? me of, like, uh, like, when you look at the prize, so there used to be, a, like, a unified code of, like, how much a ship's captain or a pirate, cap- or like basically like a privateer captain, would get from prizes as compared to the rest of the crew? Right, that was like it was like a pretty regular thing. And it's oh, like, okay. the captain gets they half. Give a given fraction. My right. first mate gets a quarter, and like so and so, and it breaks down, and finally like the crew hands are sharing like one one thousandth of the prize.
1: But it's everyone gets their share. <laughs>
0: everyone gets their share, but the red shares one are really thousand.
1: trashy. Yeah. I don't know. The me Reds that, get food and oxygen. They just uh, don't get much of either.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think it's um, I think it's a very actually that was a very weird thing that spot in my head, but anyway, um, that's interesting. And society's kind of like all based on that idea, which is cool.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's kind of if you think about it, a little bit of an ancient idea. Everyone does their part, but some parts are more valued than others for whatever arbitrary reason, and. They are compensated accordingly. <laughs> right. And the gold part is honestly nothing. Like it's rule. It's, it's it's pointless. We don't need the golds, which is why it's so funny. Like society would be fine without them. Well, we need, <laughs> if like, all of the golds imploded Well it no, would be okay. Because the, go- the gold We'd still have the their... administrators. What? We'd still have the administrators and the coppers. Yeah, but like the golds are like the ones that are, are, are
0: quote unquote born to rule. Um, but they're definitely more the most trained in leadership.
1: They just play war games with each other, though. But, like... Like, yeah. how many people are actually in leadership roles?
0: A lot. I mean, there's...
1: I mean, yeah. Well, they have, like, a really stacked military, right? Like, I guess because the Moon Lords could basically rebel at any time. But, again, not really talked about in this book. Well, it's
0: because they take so... Much, I think, to personally, it's because I think they take so much from Sparta that, like, they're such a militarized culture.
1: I guess that's and true, that's, yeah, who are they, they fighting can't... against? There's no aliens in this series, spoiler alert. Um, but it's all humans all the time, baby. Is that, is in this book when they
0: talk about the trouble of being gold as there's no one left to conquer?
1: I don't think they mention it in this book, but oh, I think well, you could guess. Stay tuned. Yeah, there's no, there's no, <laughs> there's nothing outside of the society. So why do they have a military, you know? Yeah. To I keep mean, people in. That's a good point. Um, I guess one final note about evolution. I know I'm hammering this one away, but I forgot to say earlier. um, We super-duper
0: believe in it.
2: (laughs) Um, it.
1: not that part. But, I mean, yes, that is true. (laughs) That's true. Please don't think that we don't. Surprise! (laughs) We're
2: creationists.
1: (laughs) I bet you didn't see that one coming. Anyway, um... Speaking of Golds thinking they can control evolution and them not, evolution is the reason why Darrow is in a lot of ways better than Gold, because of his hands and like the fact that he had to adapt to the crazy demands of being a hell diver and like not just being a hell diver but trying to be really competitive because otherwise he and his family would starve basically, um, and generations and generations of that where people would die if they weren't competent. So that's, that's natural selection, Golds. That's what natural selection looks like. And that is the reason that Darrow is so dexterous and so flexible a thinker and can build up so much momentum and act on it, is because of evolution that the Golds thought they had stamped out, but really is bigger than them.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the driving force of nature. And in so many places in the society, the Golds had managed to suppress nature. Whether it was terraforming Ganymede or, or Io, or Mars or Luna,
1: right, right. Exact mundo. Were... Sorry, I said exactly. Well, I said exact mundo. Oh, yeah. Technically, um... go oh, on. <laughs> anyway, so the golds and to
0: conquer <laughs> nature in so many places that naturally they assumed, sure, why not natural selection? Why not evolution? But in, in actuality, nature is always more powerful. Nature will always win.
1: And yeah. The Golds found
0: that out in a pretty hard way uh, from Darrow. And I, I think it's very interesting because, like, you look at even something as simple as him fighting people and beating them. Yeah, maybe they're just, he got lucky there. Well, you look at when he walk, meets Mickey, and Mickey's playing with the, the that, that tone signal game. Yeah. Basically, like the high-tech Rubik's Cube. Right. And Darrow crushes it. Darrow's full red, baby. At Darrow is a minor. Well, yeah, he hasn't been modified yet, but Darrow is a minor. From, you know, the, the, the Minds of Mars, who, he's just really, he's a really good one. He's very dexterous, he's very um, smart, he's very, he's an agile thinker. He's able to pay attention to a lot of things more than once, because, you know, he was riding a quadro. Yeah. Meanwhile, Mickey is someone who was, his whole trade is genetic modification, which is, obviously, gotta be a pretty significant thing, so, you want to right. look at how much evolution won there for Darrow.
1: Yeah. No, that's very true. And um, another note about that specific incident is that Mickey was, like, listening to the tones and, like, following it, the game the way it's supposed to be played. And Darrow comes in and is like, oh, I just recognized the patterns. Like, he just picked it up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, he didn't really understand the way the game was supposed to be played, but he still beat it, which is, again, pretty uh pretty much a theme for Darrow, is coming into a game that wasn't designed for him and breaking it wide open. <laughs>
0: Yeah. and then he entered a society that wasn't meant for him but we'll find out later more about that whatever we do the next one well going by a current rate from edit the game at least five months <laughs>
1: greater than or equal to five months
0: all right, all right. um so Should i we wrap think that that, that wraps things up
1: uh cc um what's our next book our next book is leviathan wakes by Who's it by? Are you actually typing or are you just slamming on your keyboard? No, it's drum roll. Oh, hang on. Well, then let me look for it. It's James Someone. There's only one book called Leviathan Wakes, right, guys. I so you can find hire. it. Hang on. James S.A. Corey. Which is okay. the pen name? <gasps> Whoa! It's the pen name of Daniel Abraham and Ty Frank. My coworker and I were recently talking about whether or not anybody co-writes a book other than like memoirs and stuff. Oh, interesting. Um, but apparently, The Expanse was co-written. So, so well, the okay. Leviathan Wakes, which The Expanse, the TV show, is based on. I was about to say that. Um, so it's it's a really great book.
0: CC's not quite done it, but I have finished it. Um, it was excellent. It was. It's it's very interesting. It's <laughs> <That's> very <all.
2: laughs>
0: dense. Um, it, it go, it's very like, you know, you get really, really engaged in it, but like there's a lot of stuff there.
1: A lot of moving parts.
0: Yeah. Obviously a lot of moving parts. So like a lot I, of immersion in the don't, world. Don't like read part of it, then wait two weeks and read the rest of it. Like you got to crush it.
1: <laughs> you will forget what's going <laughs> you will
0: on. You'll absolutely forget and you'll not enjoy it. I crushed it like two days on an audiobook just cause like I was driving a lot and it was perfect. <laughs>
1: So, plan a road trip for sometime in the next two weeks, plan and listen to t- Leviathan Weeks. I think, what, a 20-hour road trip? Audible's yeah. gotta sponsor us one of these days, Peach. One day. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> we no, keep no. telling people to listen to audiobooks. Well, because we, like, li- that's all we listen to. It's not even just because, like... It's the easiest way to consume books for our lifestyle. <laughs> for,
2: so, for active, we have different um, life styles,
1: lifestyles, but for both of them, this is... <laughs> this is easiest. Oh, gosh.
0: Yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, Levi- uh, Leviathan Weeks, um, you know... Pick it up at wherever you get your books or I don't know, wherever.
1: Or audiobooks. <laughs> uh, that will be Or just watch the T V show, I guess. I don't know. I have not watched AI. it,
0: I cannot confirm or deny.
1: Wait, I thought you did watch it.
0: I watched part of it. We'll have to ask our brother. Okay. okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, so that will be coming out on the twenty Ooh. Hang on. Twenty seventh. That's gonna be rough though.
1: Oh shit. Twenty eighth.
0: I'm gonna say twenty eighth. Oh, Memorial Day apparently. It might be coming out well, the We'll just have to record it early. Uh, We're
1: doing a lot of on-air planning right now, guys. It'll come out on Memorial Day. That's, welcome to that's just how Behind
0: the Scenes. Hi. <laughs> this is my commentary.
1: Anyway, so yeah, it'll come Podcaster out on Memorial Studio. Day, apparently.
0: Uh, we'll get that out to you, and you can enjoy it on the beach with your family. It'll be great. Memorial
1: Day and our little sister's 16th birthday. It's oh, yeah.
0: It's a big day. It's a big day. Happy birthday, Millie. <laughs> Who, Almost.
1: Yes. All right. Um, I almost revealed our birthday present to her on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot she listens. <laughs> Sorry, Millie. Really, you'll have to wait. <laughs> Two
0: weeks. All right. So um, she likes when she comes up in the book in the in the podcast. So I'm glad she came up in this.
1: We one. haven't shouted her out in a while. <laughs>
0: We'll have to tell a story about her next time.
1: Good All luck right. on your AP exam tomorrow, Millie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this comes out on Monday, CT. All right. I know. So, if you want to find us, you can find us at com forward slash sci-fi sidebar. Or you-
1: facebook.com slash sci-fi sidebar.
0: Yep. Um, you can email us at uh, sci-fi sidebar at SNN at signify nothing, or wait, sci-fi sidebar at signifynothingnetwork.com. com. <laughs>
1: I or SNN time. at signifyingnothingnetwork.com if you have more general network complaints. Yeah. Do you still have a network, Peter? Technically. <laughs> Is it network if there's only one active podcast? There's two
0: podcasts, there's one active one. We'll get there.
1: <laughs> you want to make more empty promises?
0: Yeah, sure. It's coming out um, soon. It will come sometime (laughs) next week. I'm not sure if I'm going to release it the same day as uh, Sci-Fi Cyber. but honestly, they're so easy to crush. I just do like a 20-minute recording and I publish it. I just haven't done it.
1: You're just making yourself seem like more of a shitbag. I am a shitbag. I'm a shitty, shitty shitbag, but I got a new job. Yeah, shitty, shitty shitbag is my (laughs) favorite kid's song. Alright, guys. Wait, hang on. I have something to say about Roundtable with Rama. I'm going rogue for a second. I felt bad that I was completely unprepared to make a comment on the sterilization of astronauts last time we recorded. Wait. Because, what?
0: Wait, okay, go ahead, continue.
1: Just let me go. Just let me do this, Peter. I have to. You can have this. (laughs) Because it didn't occur to me to think about it until during the recording, and I didn't research it. But NASA has done an experiment with sperm frozen and left in the International Space Station for nine months, and it showed no ill effects to the embryos, who were then also perfectly viable to reproduce on their own without any genetic modification. So it looks like being in space doesn't really seem to have much impact on mammalian reproduction.
0: Excellent. Uh, To be fair, isn't the ISS within the Magnetosphere?
1: I don't know, but NASA seems to think it's good enough. So if it's good enough for NASA.gov, which is where I got this information from, it's good enough for me. They don't have funding. They don't know what they're talking about.
0: Oh, (laughs) <laughs> A little controversial views I out here. T- Elon Musk tells me it's safe.
1: No, I mean. Uh, 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 hang
0: on. All right, so this has been sci-fi sidebar. <laughs> I'm too distracted now. <laughs> with the signifying nothing
1: network. Perhaps I'll update this uh, saga next time.
0: <laughs> this has been sci-fi sidebar. With the signifying nothing network.
1: A <laughs> tale told by idiots. <laughs> <guess>. <laughs> we'll see you on well we'll talk to you on memorial day <laughs> and we'll see you <laughs> <Bye-bye>. <laughs> thanks so much for listening